Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Welcome to the Transformation for Success Radio Talk Show. And I want to give a big shout out to my local, national, and international listeners because I am very excited every week that you tune in to the show. So we have an exciting guest in the studio today, Miss Felicia Searcy, who's an award-winning transformational life coach, a professional speaker, author, trainer, and minister who's passionate about helping people live their dream. For well over 20 years, Felicia has worked with individuals who are seeking the spiritual side of success and is a highly sought-after international speaker. Felicia's passion, and I know because I've met her, and I, I think she's absolutely marvelous, her passion is to empower and help people discover and express their best self and to create the life they love. Now, she shared the stage with some powerhouse speakers, and you'll want to stay tuned for my guest, Miss Felicia Searcy. Transformation for Success is on the Empowerment and Women's channels on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now, let me welcome my guest today, Miss Felicia Searcy. Hello, Felicia. How are you? I'm fabulous, Dr. Barber. How are you? I'm fabulous because I'm, I have you on the show. And what better day <laughs> this is <laughs> to have you on the show. And, you know, you have such a, a compelling story. I had no idea when I first met you uh, about some of your experiences in your childhood growing up with two very mentally ill and addicted parents. And as I begin to think about you and the show that we're having today, uh, it, it is just really a, a known fact that children whose parents have mental illnesses are usually at risk of developing a lot of social, emotional, and behavioral problems. And so I wanted to know, growing up, how did this affect you in your early life? Yeah, great question, and, and let me let me add because I think that um, um, it's a it's a really key element as I describe um, what happened mm-hmm. for people to keep in mind. You mentioned several times, you know, you called me Miss, and and in fact, it's Mrs. And my husband and I have been together for over thirty years, and so mm-hmm. I just wanted to paint that in people's pictures because you're right. Statistically, that's an anomaly, and it's because of a process and a system that I've discovered and now this is what I work with. So, um, and I work with, with others with this. So, um, so growing up, it, um, you know, there was a, um, you know, again, just realizing that both my parents were extremely unskilled, um, that they were fighting their own demons and, and the outward picturing of that, right, is mm-hmm. that there was a tremendous amount of violence, abuse, um, both physical, there was some sexual abuse, and of, and of course, you know, the verbal abuse. And so there was, there was no safe place. There was just no safe place to go. And um, the way it impacted me, as with any young child, when you're impressionable, 
you know, when you're that impressionable, um, it was, you know, what, what I allowed to get woven into me because I didn't have the ability to refute the messages that were coming in was that, it, you know, this was happening because there was something fundamentally wrong with me, that I must have done something to cause this. I can certainly figure out a way to fix this. I must be responsible for it. And it, it, it didn't just impact my self-esteem. What it did was that it, it caused me to fundamentally believe that um, there was something radically wrong with me. There's, um, I, I had a tremendous amount of shame. It was almost like a black spot on my soul, and I couldn't figure out what caused it, and no matter how hard I scrubbed, I couldn't make the black spot go away. And so... I, it was there was that in me that felt like I, I literally had to apologize for taking up spot, um, taking up space on the planet that I just felt so remarkably unworthy, undeserving, and there was just something fundamentally wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So the way that this it would show up would be my inability to number one attract healthy partners. Um, I remember in my senior year of high school, I um, moved states because my mother disappeared, um, and I moved down where my dad was, and I walked in my senior year, and this is just an example of just how invisible I felt. I would get my lunch tray, and I would go sit down with a group of people that all knew each other, and I would be like in this bubble where I was completely invisible, eat my lunch, not have one piece of interaction, and then go um, straight to the library to read or study. And it's like I just slid along the walls of my existence trying to keep as invisible and as low a profile as I could because, number one, I didn't believe I deserved to be seen, and number two, it wasn't safe to be seen. So how did you feel, Felicia? There you are in the middle of all of this group of young people. What happened? So it was that overwhelming sense of undeserving, unworthiness, and that I didn't even deserve to participate in a community of people um, that somehow, somewhere along the line, you know, because of, um, and I'm not, I don't, I I don't have an ounce of blame toward my parents anymore. I know that they gave the absolute best that they could. Mm-hmm. And somewhere I took on a belief and an identity of um, unworthiness and undeserving and that somehow there was something fundamentally flawed with me. And, and this is how it showed up. So, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget, I, um, I, I did get through college um, and, um, it, you know, and there were just uh, remarkable moments of darkness and despair and actually wondering if I should even stay alive. Oh, wow. And I remember when, when I graduated from college, I got um, my first teaching position, and I'll never forget this. I was standing, um, I was doing uh, um, I was, hall, hall duty. Uh, I taught high school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you monitor the halls in the morning and there was this thought that just came to me that said, oh, my God, am I destined? Am I doomed to think this way, to feel this way, that this is my life forever? And as I was, you know, looking at how I felt and 
the um, the makeup of my life, and you know that I achieved some successes, but I was remarkably lonely and um, you know afraid to venture out too far. And just uh-huh. that thought of is this what I'm is this what I'm destined to for the rest of my life? Is this what wow. I have to face? You know what I have to look forward to for mm-hmm. the rest of my life. That must have been, yeah. you know, I was just thinking how awful that was because I, I know, um, that, and I really want to, first of all, thank you for sharing this because so many people who've had um, childhood experiences, and no, I had another woman who was on the show whose mother uh, was very mentally ill and she had to take over uh helping the duties of the household and raising her siblings. So, and and some of the children who are in these situations never really recover from that childhood trauma. So, I mean, I, I just can't commend you uh, enough, Felicia, for the work that you had to do to come out of that. And that's where I want to get to is that you went through all of this dark period. You're standing there with a thought. How did you combat that? Well, so so the thing I want to support any all of all of us and your listeners is that there there are there are moments of entryway, right? Uh-huh. That uh-huh. Um, there's those those um, moments when there's a window open, and what's so great, Dr. Barbara, is that programs like yours help people open the window of awareness enough to allow a different possibility in. So, um, so I was standing there and, um, and right behind that thought was, but what if it didn't have to be this way? Now mm-hmm. that was not enough to move me off the mark, right? I mean, mm-hmm. a, a single thought is not enough to move us off the mark, but the opening was there where I became willing to be open to other other ways of seeing things, um, healing modalities, um, um, you know, I was able mm-hmm. to be present to discover uh, new ways of seeing myself, new ways of thinking, and new ways of seeing my parents and my background. So it was shortly after that that I discovered um, what mm-hmm. I call universal law, where, uh, you know, an awareness that there really is this creative force that's in our corner, that's got our back, mm-hmm. and that my experience was not evidence of the absence of that power. I just wasn't always aware of that power. Right. And then to uh-huh. realize that I really could change the way I thought about my past, I could change the way that I thought about myself, and mm-hmm. that as I worked with this remarkable faculty called our thinking and the faculty of our imagination. And I, I did the deep healing. I did the deep forgiveness work. I was mm-hmm. able to access the power that was there all along. And by the way, was there supporting me to achieve the level of success that I had achieved up to that point, you know, because I not only graduated from college, but I did receive a master's degree. Yeah. All I was sick of this, but now I was able to harness that with mm-hmm. this new awareness that there is a power at work in our lives and that there are universal laws that govern our results and that there is a system of transformation. And as I began to learn it and apply it in a very real granular way, my life took off. I mean, the trajectory of my life just took off and I am on fire with helping people, you know, helping other people understand 
Yeah. We're not a victim of our history. We're not defined no. by our history. In fact, as we learn who we really are, we discover how to harness the power of our history in order to be able to serve what's coming next for us. Well, you know, uh, we're, we're both of us could start preaching, you know, to the choir. I would call that preaching to the <laughs> choir because I, I thoroughly understand. And what I hear you saying, and I hope the listeners are getting this, is that, you know, first of all, that step of looking inside and realizing that all of that power is within you and taking that step with you rather than looking outside. And the reason why I say that, because I've had over the years, and I'm sure you have too, people will say, well, if it wasn't for my parents, I would be this. If it hadn't been for my boss, if it wasn't for my husband, my ex-husband, or if it wasn't for the blame, I call it the blame game, uh, rather than maybe I could begin to start looking at me and, and harnessing, as your word, that power so that you'll be able to transform and transport, I like the word, that power to help somebody else because that's where it all starts. So was it difficult for you to sort of look at Felicia? Because, you know, the reason why I'm saying that, Mrs. Searcy, <laughs> that <laughs> often – um, you know, when we start talking about our past and things having to do with parents, whether they were, you know, alcoholics or dysfunctional, because we have to face it, 85% of the families in America are dysfunctional. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, it's such a deep, dark secret that people don't want to share their traumas to anyone. And, and it mm-hmm. causes all kinds of disorders, manifestations, and even untimely and early death. Because I know a lot of my friends who just couldn't take it uh, committed suicide. And this Mm -hmm. is years ago, because I go way, way back, of course. But I just want to thank you. But there's one question, too, that, uh, because I had some things going on in my family. Was there ever that fear that you might become mentally ill or you might uh, become addicted (laughs) to alcohol? Yes. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. and that fear potentially can cause you to then back away from seeing mm-hmm. things as they are. Um, yeah. Or you know, the yeah. other thing that can cause you to back away is what if I discover what my fear that, that my fears are really true? What if I discover that I really am as unworthy as I feel, or I I really do I really did do something to deserve all of this? Um, what if mm-hmm. I um, what if I discovered that it really was my fault that this all happened? And I think that coupled with just the, um, um, the, the fear of the depth of the pain is what causes people to back away, which is why mm-hmm. I, I think doing things like this is so important because what happened for me was that when that thought dropped in, mm-hmm. I began to become aware of other people who had traveled, traversed the path and had overcome it. And as, uh-huh. as I could see it in them, and then I began to tap into resources and organizations, you know, the 12-step process for family members um, with addiction and mental illness. There was such power in seeing other people speak the same words in a community uh-huh. and then see them on the other side. So... When when we do things like this, you know, you're saying thank you for sharing. I have a stewardship to share. I have an accountability yes. mm-hmm. to share, mm-hmm. just like other people shared it 
when I was coming along, and so I could see it in them, and say, well, they could do it, then maybe I could do it. For any of us that's overcome anything like this, there's a, we have an accountability to the people who helped us, to the people that are, um, yes, you know, we do. that we're now reaching out to support them. So in answer to your question, yes, it was excruciatingly difficult, but the thought of staying where I was was probably worse than the more fear. <laughs> torturous and painful. Yeah. Wow. So we're going to so give them that. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, I hate to stop you right there, but we're going to continue this. So stay tuned, listeners, because we've got a lot more to share with Mrs. Cersei Felicia, my good friend. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the Voice America. TV Network. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Transformation for Success today with my guest, Mrs. Felicia Searcy. It is a wonderful opportunity (laughs) for all of you out there to hear her compelling story. But most importantly, in this segment, we're going to talk about what has she done with her life experiences and how she learned to things that worked for individuals who have been in similar circumstances. So, Felicia, 
tell me, I know you conquered that fear, you reached out for help, and what in your life experiences have you learned that works for individuals that you can share? Great question. So I think one of one of the key things that I have learned is, number one, really coming to know my own, um, and I'm going to use the word divinity, um, mm-hmm. my own sacredness, my own holiness, you know, whatever, whatever word resonates with people, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, staring down that part of me that felt disconnected from mm-hmm. this intelligence that created us, um, that somehow I was flawed, and uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, really coming into a deep knowing of, you know, and it was an ongoing conversation with a divine conversation, um, seeing myself through other people's eyes that I came to learn to love and respect, but to first and foremost really come to know my divine nature. Uh-huh. Now, the power in that is that as we do that, as I uh-huh. did that, then I was uh-huh. able to learn how to separate the behavior. So let's use my parents as an example because that's what we're referring to. Right. The behavior of my parents from the truth of who they really were. Uh-huh. That when I, when I was able to um, really come to know my own divinity through you know, things like journaling and a different form of prayer, you know, being able to share with somebody who um, um, gave me 100% room to have whatever the feelings and experiences I was and to bear witness to who they really knew me to be. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, gave, I was supported and I gave myself permission to be angry at this power. How could you have allowed this to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and And... As I as I leaned into all of that, there came this and and just you know shedded the tears and the anger and worked through it in a very healthy way. I move and I watch other people move to a place of surrender mm-hmm. and then deep acceptance. And it's in that place that you're then able to separate the behavior of. Mm-hmm. of the other person. So, you know, talking about my parents, separating the behavior from them, understanding that they had this mental illness or addiction mm-hmm. or unskilled right. behavior, that right. maybe there was no real explanation. It's just how they were showing up from who I knew them to be as divine beings as well, and that it really had nothing to do with me. I just happened to be there. Right. I just happened right. to be on the receiving end of it. And the more I've been, I, was, I was able to do that, the more I was able to literally build my own skin back, which mm-hmm. now I'm building skin of worthiness and deserving and mm-hmm. knowing how absolutely loved and cherished and supported by the universe I am, which then translates into truly being able to offer true compassion and understanding not, this does not mean that you put yourself back in the position to accept no. the behavior, no. um, but you're able to do it from a real place of deep compassion and um, understanding and love. You know, Felicia, you uh, have said a very, very important point, uh, something I stumbled upon about 30 years ago, and that was the realization of separating the behavior from the person. And being able to dislike the behavior, but love the person. And so that is what freed me 
from not taking on, you know, a hatred or dislike for things that were happening or had happened to me. And I have used that principle with a lot of people today who are on jobs who maybe they their bosses don't like them or they feel that there's a lot of behavior that's towards them that is not fair uh, or they feel they're being, you know, ostracized in some unreasonable way and I have counseled many people that principle you just shared because it's so important to be able to separate the behavior from the person and forgive them and move on (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it's one of the most powerful things that we can do it really is (laughs) because because when we do that the power in that we stop doing what I call going to the hardware store for a loaf of bread that when you're really able to separate the behavior from the person, then you stop expecting something from that person that they just may not be capable of giving to you. That's and, right. And, and you recognize that there's a part of you that wants that, right? But mm-hmm. you, you grow in your own sense of worthiness and deserving, and, and you're able to release that person. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's that right. You're no longer going to the hardware store trying to buy a loaf of bread. <laughs> but that now you're attracting mm-hmm. somebody who actually has the bakery and you're, you're going to people who can provide what it is that you really want. And, That's and right. here's the piece with this. You're able to take it in. You're able it's to really accept something. it because it's, it's been there all along. Mm-hmm. You just, there, was no, there was no place to accept it. At least there wasn't for me. I didn't know how to accept love. I had to learn how to be in a healthy relationship and accept healthy love. And go to the people that I knew I could interact with in a healthy, loving way and stop expecting it from the people that were incapable of giving it to me. Did you ever wonder, uh, Felicia, how, you know, we go through these experiences um, and they are for a reason? Because I often thought that the things that happened to us weren't meant to defeat us, but to help us to overcome so that we'll be able, by overcoming, to help somebody else. So I, when did you realize that this work uh, that, that, and all the things that you've gone through, more or less, and called you into a new work of helping people with what you call a system of transformation? Uh, transformation. How did you find that that was your calling? <laughs> That's a great question. And um, I don't know that I knew it was my calling right mm-hmm. away, per se, mm-hmm. but I started noticing that when I would share my story mm-hmm. in, in, a, in, in, a, in a way where I wasn't the victim, but, you know, sharing the story of transformation, mm-hmm. that um, people, people responded to it. And mm-hmm. more importantly, here's, I, I think more importantly than that, Dr. Barber, was realizing that I was able to look at what... I, I did is I discovered spiritual law and, and seeing that there were a lot of other people who were suffering and realizing you don't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. This mm-hmm. is not why you were here. You do not mm-hmm. have to suffer. And, and the more aware I became of that, the more in tuned I became around, okay, so what, what, has been, what has been my process, if I'm saying that correctly, what's been my process up to mm-hmm. this point? Right. And, and, is this a process that will help other people? And then I was, I was engaged in things that other people were sharing their experiences, their strength, their process with me. 
and mm-hmm. and in that too, there's um, there's a pass it on kind of, uh, piece to it. You know, there's a legacy yes. piece to it. So yes, to honor my teachers, my mentors, the people that wrapped their arms around me and loved me when I just was incapable of doing that myself. That my highest form of honoring them is to pass on what they gave me at a time when I wasn't when able to know it for myself. Isn't it interesting as one gets healthier, healthy and healthier, that you begin to attract the people that bring light and love? Did you notice <laughs> that? <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's one of the things that I help people understand is that, um, you know, we all have a way of seeing ourselves. Yeah. And, and there's an energy to it. There's, there's an attractive force to it. Uh-huh. Uh, that there's literally this invisible field, um, you know, quantum physics calls it the quantum, the, the quantum field, you know, it's just basically what spiritual masters have been teaching throughout the ages, and that the way you see yourself will uh, determine the thoughts that you have, the ideas that you're willing to entertain, uh-huh. and, and literally the way you move in the world, and so you, you create this magnetic field around you, and the only thing you can do is attract people who are on, on your same wavelength, so to speak, or on your, that identify themselves similarly to the way that you do. So the, the, the healthier you get, the lighter you get. You're mm-hmm. literally changing what I call your energetic signature. And so the world must then respond accordingly. It must respond according to who you're being. The world does not respond to what we want. The world responds to who we're being. That's right. And when we're... <laughs> When we're being that, in that mm-hmm. belief of unworthiness and undeserving, then the only thing we can do is create that experience for ourselves. But when you come to know who you are as mm-hmm. this amazing, brilliant, precious creation you know, one, of the divine. One of the things um, I wanted to share uh, as you're talking about this, that this, what you have learned and you're putting into action, and I wanted to make this clear because we have a lot of listeners that are males and that this just doesn't apply to females. So I wanted to make, make that clear because uh, the, the work begins in, in all individuals who have had, you know, circumstances. And that work is not just for females. It's for men as well. I know uh, I had a man on the show not too long ago, a gentleman who uh, shared his life experiences and coming through yoga and through meditation, coming to understand that spiritual part of him. Uh, And he at one time was really thinking about taking his life. So the only reason why I mentioned that is because for you men out there, (laughs) take note because what we're sharing today works for everybody. Well, here's the deal. That's like saying electricity only works for females. (laughs) That's right. there's spiritual law that is working for all of us, no matter whether we understand it or not, it's at work for men, women, you know, any of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important, too, um, for entrepreneurs and, and folks who are running uh, businesses to realize that it, even to be that leader that you want to be, it starts with you, that, that behavior uh, that relationship with yourself. One of the things um, I had when I when I was thinking about talking with you about this, because I thought, oh my God, I could go on and on. You shared uh, somewhere that 
uh, that in us, there is something that wants to move forward, yet there's that part that fights like crazy to keep you where you are. So my question is, how do you win? (laughs) That's how. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, so so there's a life force moving through us, right? Always uh-huh. seeking a richer, freer, fuller expression. And then there's a part of us that is so bent on staying right where we are. So the way you move forward is, number one, understanding that we are creative beings. We're always creating. We have the most powerful, potent power, energy in the entire universe, which is our creative capacity. It's the power of our imagination. We're always imagining something. If you want to move forward into this more expanded version of you and life, you learn to work with the most powerful, holiest of all questions, which is, what would I love? What would I love? That's your dream, that's your vision, that's love itself seeking expression by means of that answer. Why that's so powerful is because the, the man or the woman who created the next version of a life that you love, you're not that man or woman right now. You're not a match for that new, more dynamic, more magnificent life because the whole purpose of living into that question, it's the way that life grows us into even greater versions of ourselves. So when you begin to live into, so what would I love? And you look at four very specific areas, your health, your relationships, the work that you're bringing in the world, whether it's paid or volunteer, and your freedom on your calendar and your checkbook, and you work with very specific images, there is a part that will wake up inside of you and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute, you know, you're asking for too much, but if it doesn't work, who do you think Mm -hmm, you are? mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. don't want to work that hard. All of that wakes up to try to keep you right where you are. It's learning how to live into the question of what would I love, falling so in love with your vision and getting support to keep moving your feet toward that, even in the face of facts and conditions don't, that don't match up. And the voice that says, whatever the voice is saying about, you know, you're wanting too much, too much to expect, mm-hmm. it, it's being <laughs> pulled by that life that you love is what transforms and overrides the inertia of wanting to stay where you are. And there's a whole process in that. And that most people get stuck in asking permission from their facts and conditions or that they're so habituated. We all have a success level. We have a success habit. We have a struggle habit. And when Mm -hmm. you think about going beyond that success habit or that struggle habit, that's where that gravitational pull is what I call it, like the undertow of the Pacific Ocean, um, kicks up and wants to keep you where you are. But when you are so in love with an image, Dr. Barbara, or Mm -hmm. a vision or a dream, that's the fuel that will move you forward even in the face of the fear, the discomfort, the doubt. And the more you identify with your dream and with the person who created it, you zip yourself into the skin of the, of the man or the woman who created those results and begin to ask yourself, well, if I really did that, what, do I, what does that person believe about themselves? What does that person deep down know? What does that person do in this situation? Now you're literally rewiring your energetic signature and you're putting on an identity that's a match for that new dynamic. And this is what then pulls you forward and literally rewires you in a way that you then open up your arms and learn how to make welcome so much more good in your life. 
and and you're you're cultivating that deep sense of peace, well-being, fulfillment, and abundance. Because all of those feelings are are the feelings that are in harmony with the man or the woman who created this new version of their lives. Well, we're going to take that up after break because I've got a question for you because this is so great. But Felicia, on our next session, we're going to talk about how to stop self-sabotage because this sounds great. But there's so many people that self-sabotage and they fall victim to that disorder. So you're going to tell us the five steps to stop. So we'll be right back after this quick commercial break with my guest, Mrs. Felicia Searcy. So stay tuned. We got more to share. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health, and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to this fascinating discussion, and I know that you're learning a lot out there with my my guest today, Mrs. Felicia Searcy, who is an award-winning transformational life coach, speaker, author, trainer, and minister who's passionate about helping you dream your dream. So we on the, on the break, when we talked about that part of us that is successful, that can be 
become free, become true to who we really are. But there are five steps that Felicia is going to talk about to stop self-sabotage. Because I know some of you out there have fallen victim to this disorder. So Felicia, share with us the five steps. (laughs) Well, so first of all, to, to, to preface it, Everybody at some point falls victim mm-hmm. to, and I'm even going to suggest. Oh no, 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 not me, not me. I never fell. <laughs> I never <laughs> fell victim. To. <laughs> well, I, I would like to hear how you have eliminated that altogether, because the thing that I have discovered, it's not mm-hmm. a disorder. It's built into the design. In fact, you want that part of you that wants to self sabotage to pop up. It's good news because what it means <laughs> is that you are on the verge of, of um, stepping into a beingness and an experience that you've never allowed for yourself before. Listen. So the fact that there's a part of us that wants to go forward, that's our life force always yeah. calling us into a greater expression of ourselves. <laughs> and then there's this part that wants to pull us back. It's in that moment when we have to reach down and discover more of who we are and who and what we walk with. And if we weren't facing that fear of, oh, my gosh, if I really do this, what then? There'd be no reason for us to reach down. So I don't think it's a disorder. I think it's actually built into the design. Um, so mm-hmm. so w- what I've done is that I've looked at, okay, so what's the basic system that I've used? And mm-hmm. the first piece, so there's a preliminary step. And the preliminary step is to give yourself permission to feel those places in your life where you're experiencing dissatisfaction, discontent, or longing for something more. You know, it's easy when you're in that place that I talked about in the beginning where everything is just dark and you're just feeling such despair. It becomes more difficult as life gets better because, number one, you don't want to shake up what you've got, you know, what's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to put that at risk. And number two, and I know this is what happened to me at my next, you know, my most recent stage of evolution, that there was a part of me that I looked at my life and it was so good that I felt guilty that there was mm. that in me that was longing for more, that was wanting more. But when I understand the nature of my desire, you know, when you think about the word desire, desire from the Father, that it is, it is the creative life force itself moving through us saying, express more of who you are, express more of abundance and bring it out and share it in the world, then you come to treat the conversation with your desire as the beginning of a holy conversation. Mm-hmm. So as you're noticing the longing for something more or looking at, so where are the pinches in my life where I'm feeling discontent? You then harness that and you, you begin to work with this amazing, powerful faculty called our imagination. I mean, think about it. We're the only species on the planet that, that we are aware of that has the ability to consciously weave independently images that constantly mm-hmm. to intentionally create images. And the power of those images is that they now have an energetic um, pattern to them, that they evoke feelings, that those feelings have a frequency to them, and that's what then gets communicated out to what quantum physics calls the quantum field. You know, spiritual masters just called it com- communicating with the divine, and mm-hmm. it then organizes according to the pattern that you are predominantly mentally rehearsing and charging with your emotions. 
when we really understand that that is what's going on, which is why I'm saying it doesn't matter, man or woman, we're always doing it, then you really understand the power and the stewardship of this power to Mm -hmm. work with the most holiest of all questions, which is, what would I love? And you're creating images, and you're Mm -hmm. moving in those images, and you're seeing very clearly images of a life that, when you think about it, absolutely light you up. Now, that's Mm -hmm. not enough. I mean, people do image boards, they write visions, and then it's like, okay, this still isn't working. Here's the piece that I find is missing for most people, and it's what I was referring to earlier. What your vision does is that it defines who you need to become. So now, the next, so the first step is design. The second step is relate. You're beginning to build a relationship Uh with this new image before your facts are giving you permission, and you're building a relationship with the man or the woman who created those results. What that does is that it causes you to see yourself differently and think differently, and and it increases your capacity to normalize more success. Mm-hmm. What happens is, if you have not trained yourself to, to allow a greater degree of success, if you have not learned to trust the greater degree of success, that's when we begin to sabotage. Now, a key piece of this is the next step, which is to express increase. When we're able to move out of what I call um, perfunctory manifestation or, or um, 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 episodic manifestation. I want the car, I want the house, I want the job. Mm-hmm. Because you discover what many people call the laws of attraction. That will only get you so far. It's when you That's right. really tap into that soul desire and understand that your desire is the way that you are to serve the body of humanity. That's you, exactly you right. You become more committed to your desire than, mm-hmm. than you are to the fear that's going to want to keep you where you are. You understand that you really do have something powerful to bring and that you just don't get to let yourself be sabotaged any longer, that you have a stewardship, you have an accountability to this dream because this dream is not just for you. And that's the, you know, that's the piece of expressing increase. Now, in those pieces, you're putting on being the man or the woman, zipping yourself into the skin of the man or the woman who created these results by asking these two questions. If this really happened, how would I feel? Understanding that you have the ability to generate feelings of fulfillment and gratitude and and, um, uh, appreciation and well-being now before Mm -hmm. your facts give you permission to do that. Most people function from let me have, then I'll be. It's backwards. That's right. It's let Mm -hmm. me be, then (laughs) then I'll I'll have. Then I'll have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're zipping yourself into the skin. You're asking the man or the woman who's walking into this conversation, how do they have this conversation? How do they brush their teeth? How do they drive their car? Because the thing about it is we are always communicating a signal to this invisible, invisible intelligence, to this invisible field. We're either functioning from the same level of identity that created our current results, or we're identifying with the person who created these new results. From that place, now you have access to a whole nother level of creativity and intelligence to be able to see ideas that have been there all along, see the opportunities that have been there all along. You just couldn't see them from the state of awareness that created the results that you had created before. 
and now you're acting. If I really believed my dream was possible, what action step would I take? So you notice, Dr. Barbara, I'm setting up a whole persona, like there's a whole platform that you're setting up (laughs) before you physically take the action steps. Two ways to know what the next action step is. I just said it, asking the question, if I really believed my dream was possible, what's the action step I would take? And then what can I do where I am with what I have? Realizing we have way more resource than what we can see Mm -hmm. on the place that created a current result. The fifth step is mentorship. It's understanding we cannot do this alone. You you can't read the instructions when you're inside the box because the instructions are on on the outside of the box. I can't see when I'm in the midst of my, my thinking sounds so logical because it's how I live. To have somebody outside my box, outside my frame, to help me see when my thinking is getting caught up mm-hmm. in the same pattern that created my current results. When I discovered the power of a highly calibrated mentor and I began to work with somebody in a highly structured manner, personally, mm-hmm. that's when my life took off. And I understood what it is to work this structure at a granular level and to give somebody who I love and trust access to my thinking in order to be able to see things that I can't see for myself. Well, oftentimes, so, put those five steps together, mm-hmm. dream, relate, express increase, mm-hmm. action, mentorship. It spells dream. And there with you, all of right. it, you are serving. It's your highest form of service that you can bring. I think that's wonderful, and I, you know, and I really want to thank you for sharing that that acronym D R E A M, because it's so important. But the last part is is important, and that is mentorship. You really need help, and you need you cannot do it alone. Because as I was taking notes, all of these things, and we talk about accountability, and we talk about be, do, and have. You've got to really have somebody to help you walk through this and sort out your feelings and sort out. Where is the disconsent? What do you really desire? Where are you going? And I'm not sure, uh, Felicia, and I want to sound negative in any way, and hope this doesn't sound negative, but it's like we are so caught up, meaning the world, many people, in the busyness trap that we don't take time to, ta- to stop and say, I need help and find a mentor or find help. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, life is always coming at us that it, very few people will take time, um, set time aside to really listen to how life is seeking to express through you. And, so I, and, and unless we're willing to do mm-hmm. that, then you just, you do, you just stay hung up in that hamster wheel, which is why, you know, I talked about at the beginning, it's it, being willing to lean into your Longing and discontent is one of the most courageous, um, loving acts that you can give yourself because now you're in conversation with your soul. So if somebody just out there listening, well, that you have tuned in and listened to Felicia and I talk today, if you will just tune in to where you are now, the longing, what are you feeling? And I would like for you to write me at info at transformationforsuccess.com to share some of your comments. Uh, you can also write Felicia. I will give you her call letters. You can email her at Felicia 
at FeliciaCiercy.com. And that's F-E-L-I-C-I-A at Felicia Searcy, S-E-A-R-C-Y dot com. Because I know she'd be happy to hear from you, answer any questions you may have, because she has a company called Premier Results Expert. So, <laughs> so Felicia, I, I want to ask you, what stands out to you so far as your greatest success? Mm. <laughs> so there's, there's two places. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is my marriage. Uh, that, like I, oh, oh, yeah. My husband and I have been together for almost 32 years, and we celebrate 30 years of marriage and coming up in December. Yeah, yeah, so that's been a remarkable success. And I would say, so, so the outward, the outward success of mm-hmm. um, having the honor, oh, and I always get choked up when I think about this, of serving the dreams of thousands of people and creating a, um, an impact, um, a level of impact that's evidenced in my income that allows me to contribute highly to not only the quality of life of my family, but organizations that are deeply meaningful for me Hmm. and realizing that it's simply evidence of my own transformation. That when I, when I look at the outward um, results, it's, it, it, causes me to pause with deep humility and gratitude for all of the mentors that I have had that have supported me in being able to step into the identification of the woman who knows who, who she is at this mm-hmm. level, and I'm always growing, um, mm-hmm. to be able to create this kind of result and impact. Um, and my, my deep sense of connection, companionship, and communion with the very source that brings me into life. I would say that's my greatest accomplishment. Well, that is quite an accomplishment, my dear. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now, I just want to thank you. We have just a minute before we close to say thank you for being my guest on the show today because I know the listeners have benefited from hearing your story as well as your sound success tips for healing because I look at it as healing for the spirit the soul, and the body. So it's been a delight Mm. to share with you, my friend, today. And I want to wish you, Felicia, continued success on your journey to shed light and love, to transform the lives of so many individuals. So my listeners, I want you to stay tuned for next week's show as I'm going to have another special guest on Transformation for Success. Her name is, she is the famous Brittany Hennessy author of Influencer, Building Your Personal Brand in the Age of Social Media. And I guarantee you, you will not want to miss this show. So until then, I want you to remember to express gratitude and love to someone this week. And Felicia, and I'm going to say this for Felicia, keep living your dream as human beings. We are open to limitless possibilities with the power of the Supreme Being Himself. So be blessed, be diligent, be loving and lovable, and be forever transformed. Thank you for listening today. And again, Felicia Searcy, thank you so much for being on the show today. You were an absolute Thank delight. you, Dr. Barra. Thank you. We 
appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.